Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Tap That AZ. I'm your friendly neighborhood podcast editor, Chris Dodson. Eric has been de- detained by authorities and is currently being asked a lot of questions about the classy alcoholic. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. This episode is sponsored by Goodfellas Merch out of Glendale. These guys do amazing stuff. Uh, they specialize in screen printing, but have a handful of other services, which they also offer. Hands down, provide the best quality prices and customer service that you're going to find. And as a bonus, they're just good people. And our locally owned family business out on the west side, making awesome merch for a lot of people that we already support. So get out there, support local. You can find them at goodfellasmerch.com for all your branding apparel needs. Tap That AZ is also a part of the Hopped Up Network, which is a network of independent craft beer podcasts from across the United States. With nearly 30 shows, the Hopped Up Network is making it easier for you to find your new second favorite craft beer podcast. Check them out at hoppedupnetwork.com. In this episode, Eric sits down with Josh and Jason from Cidercore, along with Mike from Mike's Pizza, to talk about the road which has brought them to where they are today, bringing Mike's Pizza in-house, and the importance of building community. So let's tap into Cider Mike's. So we're here live downtown Mesa. I'm not going to tell you guys where we're at just yet, but uh, I have a few guests here with me. First of all, I have two gentlemen that, um, I want to say last time I had you both on the show, you guys were kind of, the kind of the, the thought was, I hope people like my cider. And today it's like, God damn it, I hope I can keep up giving people all my cider. Right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, and then I've got uh, a gentleman here who is, uh, was compared to Chris Bianco. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> We're going to dig into that a little bit. Yes. All yes. right. Uh, so let's, let's introduce everybody first. Let's start with uh, this fine young gentleman here. I'm Josh, one of the brothers at Cidercore. Jason, the other brother. The other brother. <laughs> Uh, I'm Mike Olson of uh, Mike's Pizza. Mike's the newest Pizza. brother. Yeah, the, the newest, newest brother. brother. Yeah, the newest you brother. Guys, it all it, it, You guys, you got the, <laughs> you got the look. I need to really red, beard. sort of red, little red, just in no different red. gradients of red. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so dude, there's a lot of noise going on back there. What the fuck is up with that? <laughs> there's a lot going on. We're cleaning kegs as fast as possible. Yeah. We're filling them simultaneously while also bottling. You're bottling? Yeah, Jacob's back there doing some bottling. Nice. What are you guys bottling Jacob's right now? Jacob's the other uh, red. But he's, <laughs> he's fiery red. Is he really? He is. Yeah. Oh, I saw him. He's I saw our him. cousin. Okay. Is he really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Family family business. You got these gentlemen over here. Who, who are these guys acting like they're working? Your, your statistician. <laughs> Mexicans. What? <laughs> guys that act like they're working. Augie and... And John. John, yep. Yep. I said it like that because I forgot his name. Uh, I thought it was John, but yeah. Augie and that guy over there? <laughs> that guy. So, guys, this That's what is... they do all day, too. <laughs> I think Augie's sleeping, actually. He's acting like... It looks like it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I look, I look back. The episode, your guys' first episode with, with me was November of 2017. Wow. I was trying to remember this morning if it was the morning that we opened the tap room or if it was the day before i feel like it was the day before because i think you guys were painting the uh varnishing the picnic tables and stuff <laughs> okay right yeah. yeah yeah we were building our two-hour tap room 
your two hour tap room. <laughs> two hour tap room. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, so <laughs> do, it, it's been a whirlwind, right? Yeah. Ever since, because I think it's great, and, and maybe it's I don't know, maybe it's me, maybe it's a different feeling for you guys, but for me, I feel like you guys have been open forever. But I'm sure at the pace that things are going, does it feel like that for you guys, or does it feel like it was yesterday? It depends on the day. Yeah. <laughs> Some days it feels like, have we been doing this for like 10 years? And then other days it's like, how are we already here? Yeah. It took so long just to get here that then once it happened, it's gone. Well, once you open the doors, then it's easy, right? <laughs> <laughs> just, just, he just gave that look like, you fucking I think idiot. The <laughs> hardest part is that once you get into the grind and you actually... Um, you know, your nose down all the time, and it's hard to step back and look at it. And we have all the time we have people come in here that are like, You guys have been here for like three, four years, right? It's like, Man, no. A year and a half. That's nuts. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. We've already done a 2,000 square foot expansion. And so looking back over time, it was just always movement. Yeah. Just crazy. At, it's sometimes a pace that's hard to keep up with, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, because I remember when we first talked, it was um, when you guys were making the cider, just you know, just just in the garage. You're like, "Is anybody gonna like it?" Or it was it wasn't even a, a thought at that point, right? It was just like, "Let's just make some cider," right? Yeah, that's kind of what it was. Yeah, right. And we had the same like connotation as everybody else. Like you look at cider because we're you know we were craft beer nerds and kind of following what was going on in the craft beer industry and you know, planning our vacations around breweries and going out there. And so if somebody came to us and said cider, it's like, "Ah, yeah, I'll get to it. Maybe we'll see. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so, um, we had that same expectation for, for everybody else, you know, and that's, it's not what it's been. Yeah. 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 We joked a lot at the beginning when we were in the garage making it of like, let's not tell anybody that we're making it because being craft beer guys, we knew, like, if we told people we were making cider, it would be a joke. Yeah. Like, we would laugh at some of our friends if they would have said, hey, we're making cider. Yeah, yeah. But, um, and we felt comfortable that we had no desire to start this as a business at yeah. the time. That it was purely just a hobby and time for us to spend together. And so, it was like, this will be easy. We'll just do it in the garage. Nobody except for a few friends will know and our wives and... We'll just move on from there. <laughs> That's why you had like a secret. <laughs> no, people know. Come on, just we're the cider guys. Like, just, <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like like glitter beer, right? Like it's like you guys were basically yeah, making glitter beer. Glitter beer. <laughs> no, not even close. Is it so, even is it even worse that we're making glitter cider? Glitter. Are you doing it? Are you? Oh, doing we did some glitter slushies. Did you? Really? <laughs> oh, and slushies. So I mean, you guys can do what the fuck you want, though, there. man. That's like, right. Who's gonna say shit to you? No. Yeah. <laughs> the two percent. The two percent, the two percent. Yeah, fuck those guys, anyways. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so, but then, so then you had the, the meeting with the with the the Fox Restaurant guy, right? Yep. You're like, okay, shit, man. Pe- people like it, right? But even when I did the interview with you guys, you guys were like, you know, you know, we hope that people really dig this. And yep. knowing you guys as people too, you probably still have still have that feeling a little bit, right? You're like, I hope people like this because you care, you care yep. about it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we. Uh you know, we're we're still a really small team. We put it, it's uh, our entire hearts into it, and so um, uh, you definitely care, and you're, we're very passionate about it. And um, it's it's not just like the drink; it's the community. Yeah. And so um, giving kind of like I, I would say like the drink is the catalyst to the community, and it doesn't matter what it is. But for us, it just happened to be cider. 
Yeah. Good cider, too. You need to clarify that every time you say good cider. cider. <laughs> good cider, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then people started saying, hey, we like this. This this shit's good. And uh, you, guys, you guys are open. You open on Veterans Day, right? Yeah, 2017. Yeah. 2017. Veterans Day. Veterans Day. Yep. Yeah. It was, uh, <clears throat> it was kind of people were asking, when are you going to open the tap room? When are you going to open the tap room? And uh, downtown Mesa holds the East Valley Veterans Day Parade. It's the second largest veterans parade in Arizona. Oh, no shit. Okay, yeah. And so we thought, kind of based off of this thought of, well, I'm not sure if people are going to like this or not, or if people are going to show up. We thought, what a great day. It represents the story, but also there will be a, thousands of people down here. Yeah. Maybe we'll wrangle a few of them to come down and give us a try. And it was <clears throat> a lot more than a few people. Really? Yeah, yeah, we had, it's hard to say, but built like total bills we had it was showing over 2600 people holy shit on opening day on yeah on a saturday where it was me entire time yeah and jason our wives i think uh levi levi was the lone ranger as far as employees (laughs) go and then a couple of friends and i think in-laws stopped in every once in a while to wash dishes yeah (laughs) because we just had no no idea what we were doing yeah and We've no never idea. worked in this industry, so, right. so, <laughs> so kind of learned it all in one day. It's kind of that ignorance is bliss a little bit, right? Where Absolutely. It's just like, yeah, just, and they, people probably saw that too, right? First of all, they were drawn into this place. And, and when to get people from the parade here, were you guys doing like those stripper card things like in Vegas? Where you flip the card and people look and you give them. <laughs> I, I did print out, I don't know how many thousands of just little paper flyers. Yeah. Cut them all at Kinko's, took them down there, and just was like hammering people before the parade. Yeah, um, nice work. <laughs> we had a lot of people. Yeah, but it was it was amazing. But for probably, probably people to see you guys work in there too. First of all, the draw of of a new place, a place that's that's veteran focused, and a place that's doing something completely different. And then they come in and seeing the cool space and seeing you guys work your ass off. I'm sure you made lifelong fans on the very first day too. We did. Yeah. yeah. It's cool to think back right now to that first day and some of the people who we see all the time in here, veteran people who have turned into relationships and then just regulars yeah, who are a part of the community and they're bringing people in and they've kind of become our little advertising, you know, humans go yeah. around and they're constantly <laughs> messaging us and calling and like hey i'm bringing 10 more new people who have never had it never heard of it so that's I cool do. i love it man i like yeah. when i have people that come from out of town i mean i've been here with my mom with my dad when they come into town and every time the same thing i'm like hey like like do you like you know yep. my mom's like yeah you know my mom makes like wine and she likes beer um i'm like you gotta see it and she watched the video she watched the video of our first episode and she's like those guys look really cool we gotta at least go check it out i'm like don't just say at least check it out like wait till you have the cider then what a couple months later you guys sent her home with the what was it the what was the bottle the pumpkin yeah the barrel aged pumpkin pie oh yeah pumpkin pie it took her a few weeks but then she sent you guys a picture of in the snow yeah Yeah. (laughs) so she was a fan from Right, she's like that place was awesome. I'm like, I told you. So uh, it's just so it's so cool to be able to bring somebody to, to a place that has so much story to it. Um, and then when the product follows through as well, that's you know, Mike, you you were probably a fan before you started slinging pizzas on the sidewalk, right? 
Um, well, yeah, the funny thing is I actually don't drink, so... Um, <laughs> okay. But uh, I, I'm a fan of, of Josh and Jason and what they're doing, and, and um, just, uh, I guess, their values and, and what uh, they're trying to accomplish, you know, here in downtown Mesa is something that I admire a lot, so... Yeah. That's kind of where we've connected with them, I think. Well, you know what? That, that actually brings up a good point because I was going to ask you. So with, with uh, the impact that you guys have on the veteran community, are there, are there a lot of people, a lot of veterans that come in here that don't even drink, that just kind of come in just to, just to kind of see what you guys are doing? Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we get a lot of people that come in and, uh, it's, you know, it's atmosphere, but it's also um, we've built relationships with a lot of veterans that are, have gone through difficult times, and we've, we've kind of given a space that, you're allowed to come into and, and, and um, share or or detox or I'll, I'll spend time with them and back if they need it. Yeah. And so uh, a lot of guys will stop by and uh, hang out for a little bit, grab a water, soda, and, and take off. It's just kind of uh, we, we tried to create that vibe of community. And, and, you know, like Mike just said, doesn't drink, but he still enjoys the space. Yeah. And, you know, we've recognized, like, uh, we're very passionate about creating craft beverages and doing and doing things different. But the ultimate picture is is relationships and um, and good vibes, right? Yeah. And, um, so anybody and everybody's welcome. We have families with kids, and you know one of the one of the craziest things I think is is when we started to look at this after after that meeting with uh, Matt Snap. It was uh, uh, the, okay. Your guys' demographic is twenty one to twenty five year old white females. And it was kind of like, oh man! Like, he told you that, like, his, yeah. Like this yeah. is your demographic, and <clears throat> this is this is who you need to put everything to, and that's why prickly pear in the beginning was was our jam because it was it was fluorescent pink, and it was going to go out to uh, a lot of the Fox restaurants and a lot of restaurants where you see a lot of that that demographic. And from the get go on Veterans Day, I mean, this place was packed with twenty one to ninety yeah. two year olds, yeah. and service people people who don't know anything about the military um and i think that was when we realized like our our demographic is a lot larger than what um what we've been like pigeonholed into and it's been that the entire time if you come in here and it's busy it's it's a huge demographic it's it's crazy to see so uh so the guy who had told you that and obviously i mean he knows his shit like he absolutely that's what he does right so have you talked to him since and have you guys shared that at all of saying like I, you know, not knocking your experience at all, but dude, we completely bucked the, the traditional norm with this. We yeah. should call him. We should get him on the show right now. <laughs> yeah, right now. now. <laughs> I mean, we've had many conversations where he. I mean, he's seen it. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I think even he kind of talks about like a lot of the same things that we talk about is we didn't know what to expect. You know, you're, he's basing the information that he was given off of uh, years of big market cider. Sure. Yeah. And so he's probably still correct in his assessment of that's that's the demographic for that. Yeah. But just like us, he didn't really know what to expect. Sure. You know? Yeah. Well, this this last year <laughs> I attended BrewCon. The last couple of years I've, I've attended BrewCon, and um, you know he's one of those leaders in the beverage industry, and. Um, uh, you know, he honored us probably three times at BrewCon, which was pretty awesome for us because, you know, he was able to talk about, like, what we've been doing and and that, how passionate we are about it. And, you know, because um, we had a bunch of 
uh, breweries come up after like how did you guys build that relationship and it's like dude it's being passionate and it's being um, loving and and truly wanting to like not just say like hey I make the best cider ever but like what can I do to make this better every yeah. time all the time because the reality is most of us in this industry are probably in our 30s and yeah. 30s maybe 40s and our our experience is is pretty minimal we have yeah. a lot to learn a lot to grow around and um, that 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 was probably the biggest takeaway for me is just always being um, what can I do to make this even better or how do I connect with people better you know yeah dude that's a true craftsman right there right of not just like dude let's we we got this we nailed it but just my work is over burn. yeah right yeah exactly uh, I mean all the times you and I have talked I, I you can just tell like the work is never over for you that's what that's what keeps the drive right Absolutely. I mean that's what is I, I don't know like I because I'm I feel like I'm the same way as like if I if I to me I don't know I feel like success is not it's cheesy but it's not a destination it's a it's a path or right it's a, absolutely it's a journey right um so why not keep making things better right and i know? think in the beginning like moving from the garage as like therapeutic as this hobby was for me into commercial production um i kind of lost that path a little bit and that becomes frustrating and i think you can um once i realized that and kind of stepped back and looked at it again as a therapeutic hobby and um even though we're <laughs> Even though we're supplying cider for so many places, uh, one, once I stepped back and looked at every part and all the hard work as therapeutic, and I started to kind of regain where that path was, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I would say it would be hard, right? Because it's like, that's, and I know you guys aren't aren't money driven, but as a business, you have to think about that side of it. So you're getting Absolutely. all these demands. You got to make that balance of between all that stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And... What was Levi doing over here? Was he trying to take that beer? I think he was going to steal it. Yeah. Fucking Levi. That's what he does. In yeah. and out. It's gone. <laughs> He's like, fuck you guys. <laughs> so, okay. So, over the past year and a half, so what What has, I, I was going to say what would have been some of the biggest challenges, but you kind of described that as, as growing while still trying to do it the right way, right? Absolutely. Or did I just yeah. make that up? Or did I just put words in your mouth? <laughs> nah. Yeah. Kinda, I mean, yeah. I think. From day one, the goal was to build a business, <clears throat> but also the family element of it was huge. You know, that we, we would be bringing people into our family, um, and we would be trying to grow a greater family, and um, that's, that's a difficult thing while you're also trying just to hustle. Because like Jason said, we weren't in this industry before, yeah. and so not relying on relationships from past jobs to say like okay cool this person was a salesperson over here i'm doing sales i remember them i'll just shoot them you know it was like it was a constant hustle on both both ends of the business because he's trying to make enough yeah. but also grow in in the the level and the quality of which it's being made and yeah. at the same time i'm just out there driving around like a madman <laughs> trying to find people who would actually buy it yeah and and grow grow relationships grow yeah. into a community that's already kind of existed and has like some pretty stable people i guess in it yeah um, community meaning craft like just craft beverage yeah or, yeah. yeah okay yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like all the all the salespeople, there's a lot of existing salespeople, and they've bumped around from place to place, but they all have like these decently long for the industry yeah. relationships. Yeah, um, 
and so growing growing us into that pushing our brand out there um and at the same time just being really committed to sharing like the story of how we got to where we are yeah um so do you sometimes call them up and say dude fucking quit selling so much goddamn cider (laughs) (laughs) that was actually for a while there it was uh we just added 120 barrels um capacity back there probably a few months ago and there there was a point where literally finish a batch and we run out finish the batch run it we run out and so we're always on empty and i was trying to figure out how to navigate that you know with the, the the current equipment that we had at the time yeah that is hard you know and it's um especially like we got caught up on everything and then we went into busy season and so then it was being constantly behind again (laughs) i mean we're producing between 13 and 1800 gallons um a week at this point so um learning how to navigate like where product goes and what the valuable accounts are who who buy into not just the the cider itself but the story and who want to live in this community um and and who's just trying to make the quick buck you know because it's not for us it's turned into not necessarily about that yeah yeah that's awesome and and that's a good approach to it too i think because um your your guys' stuff is in so much demand and it's cool to have a a bit some leverage of saying hey here's who we here's who we want to kind of be our um, I don't know the word I'm looking for but kind of our our representatives of this yeah. right you yep. know because you want somebody at, at least for me and I I'd expect the same for you guys if I'm a, a, a bartender somewhere and I pour this cider I want you to tell that person like dude do you know the story behind this cider and if you can get a, a, a army of people to do that that's awesome I'm sure you right. guys got that right oh yeah yeah yep I'm it's one. growing I'm one. I tell people, like, if somebody orders cider cry, just, you know, yeah. go over to their table. I'm like, do you know the fucking story behind this shit? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, who are you? Yeah. Shut up. Just listen. And it's even, <laughs> some of the, it's even some of the basics. I'm the that, other brother. Yeah. <laughs> There's 17 of us. Yeah. It's even passing on some, like, the basic information of what makes it different, you know? Yeah. I mean, cider now is so filled with sugar and, and I mean, we look at some of the labels and it's like apple extract, brown sugar honey like there's adding all this stuff back is that and barbecue so, sauce right? that, yeah, yeah exactly yeah, right. totally. <laughs> and so getting people to understand that that we're using only the fruit and that you know 100 percent of our ciders go through malolactic fermentation and what that means and uh, people are really interested they hear words they haven't heard before and they start googling and and uh before you know it like there's there we hear people all the time in the tap room explaining um, our product through through that lens, yeah. and there's been times where we're at restaurants and person behind you grabs a cider, one of our ciders, and you yeah. start listening to uh, oh, dude, listening cool. to the server talk about it, and it's it's pretty interesting to hear. Yeah, uh, it makes you feel it makes me feel really good. Well, so and, and so the expansion, I definitely want to talk about that. But do you guys ever wish you could go back to the simple days of just hoping people liked your cider? Right. <laughs> that was that was like the, the time of one one concern to now the time of fifty concerns. Oh, right? concerns. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I know for me, yeah. I do just yeah. because like the how he was kind of talking about the the therapeutic element of it. Yeah, um, like that that time while we were making this in the garage, it was <clears throat> it was a different time where there wasn't like you're saying there wasn't all the business concerns 
but just in life in general like it was a really intense time he was like there were a lot of other concerns but the part that we don't get now because we're on the two opposite ends of the business is we don't get that time together just to keep processing through things like things that he's still going through or learning you know things that I read or listen to to learn more about what he's you know like different things like that we don't have that time to keep processing through that yeah because it's just like con- it's constant you know Tread- like the, I would say the treading work water, is constant it's, it's, yeah it's you gotta keep moving yeah we have to yeah we have to keep <clears throat> moving um and then you know, so yeah I, I guess that's kind of that's um, where it most is most time it feels me. like we're doggy paddling like yeah. we're just trying to <laughs> yeah. trying to figure out which direction is like closest to shore, yeah. you know, and so it's and it's like a boxer in water, you know, it's like really ugly. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like kind of doggy paddling, but it's like that I don't know what reference. just happened right now. <laughs> yeah, splashing everywhere. So I got an idea for you guys. Like you guys, it's compl- if you think it's a dumb idea, just don't <laughs> tell me. You guys should do like once a quarter, do a brothers batch where the two of you make make a make a recipe and have people come in and celebrate and that can give you guys a few times a year where you guys sit down and do what you guys how you guys started this thing yeah i think it'd be awesome i think a little plug here for crooked tooth but i i think um we look at ben and julie it's it's really awesome to see especially on this label uh how how they go through and they go through each ingredient and and what it represents and um you can see like the passion and the love they have for each other come through their product, and it's 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 uh, it's really special. I don't know yeah. if I've ever seen a brewery that was quite as unique and um, forward as Crooked Tooth. So I wonder, like, so when you do like the, so like you do Cicerone, right? And they, on the quiz, I wonder if this is one of the options. Yeast. <laughs> the, the purpose of yeast is to activate our most treasured dreams. <laughs> Yo, if I, awesome. I circle that, yeah. I think so too. I yeah. love it. I yeah, do too. And they've got the what is it? The black obsidian. Um, jewel on top there. I guess yep. that's what you would call it. Yeah. Um, so you're saying like the the coming back to the passion and reconnecting as a as a family within um, your organization. I mean, I think that's very well done. I, I think that's a really good idea. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to. I'm, I'm going to put it on here now that it's now months. that it's on the actual record. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You can I'm just, just play this every that time that we talk. <laughs> yeah. So um, remember my idea. <laughs> remember my when remember I that email. Remember that email I sent to you every day for the last six months. Um, so why don't we uh, why don't we take a little bit of a break? Let's should we crack that thing crack open? That open. Yeah, let's do it. This is this is Crow Moon. This was a gift from uh, Ben and Julie from uh, Crooked Tooth. Um, it is what is that? What is? Want to read that? Josh, can you read? It is a hazy IPA <laughs> with rosemary, lemon, vanilla, and black obsidian. Ooh, I wonder if that black obsidian is actually in it. Or if that's just the the jewel on top of it, I don't know. We're gonna let's let's crack this open. While while uh, Jason is cracking this baby open, what? Uh, w- tell me about the expansion. So yeah. it looks complete. I don't say completely different, but there's a lot of changes that are going on in this building. There are a lot of changes. Yeah. So we took over 2,000 square feet of the building. Well. The room next door, I guess, would be the best way to describe it. We're all under a 10,000-square-foot building. Um, and so we moved all the production over there. Uh, the bottling line, like Jason was saying, we got getting that up and rolling um, so that we can get the bottles out. And then 
there's about 400 square feet in the back of the tap room um, where we will be turning it into a pizza pizza kitchen. Is that the best way to describe Sounds it? Sounds good with, to me, yeah. With, uh, <laughs> with Mike, and um, yeah, we're super, super excited about that. Um, yeah, we are too. So, yeah. so Mike, Mike yes. thanks for joining, man. Yeah. Thanks for joining. I, I, I am be here. I'm a little bit embarrassed. Um, I haven't had Mike's pizza yet. Oh You've my talked about God. it. Josh said that he <laughs> orders the same pizza every single time. Just about, yeah. Just about. So does so Jason. You, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Bacon Jason potato, has his own pizza. Pepperoni. Yep. Is that what you go with, too? I just stick to the straight bacon potato. Bacon potato. But yeah, pepperoni. That's a I, I, I love pepperoni, pepperoni, man. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we went. Um, I tease Jason about that, but you know, yeah. they give me a hard about time. About the yeah. pepperoni. Yeah. Because I'm, like, I'm ruining the like, craftsman. <laughs> right. Right. I worked hard on that pizza. So. I know. I know. <laughs> Without pepperoni being involved. Right. Can I get a sidecar of pepperoni? I'm not going to put it on. I promise. Yeah. Uh, so um, I don't. know. I think it was a couple months ago. We we popped in. Remember, we it was like a Friday night. Um, he was trying to sneak through, and I was like, Jason. He's like, God damn it. So he had to come over and talk to us. But no, so we went to dinner at um, Cotton and Copper. It's the oh, first time yeah, I ate there. Yeah, I was there opening day, and I just had a drink. Yeah. So I, we went, and dude, Tammy's fucking yeah. awesome, man. Yep. And just great staff and stuff there. They're just awesome people, cool spot. So usually how it works is me and my buddy, we, we get our meal, and then our wives don't eat their full meal, so we eat half of theirs <laughs> as well. So we, we chow down. <laughs> So we're on our way here, and uh, my buddy texts me. He's like, oh, dude, he's like, I was just at uh, Cider Core. Uh, Mike's Pizza's there. I'm like, and I looked at my buddy. I'm like, dude, we just ate. I'm like literally having the meat sweats, <laughs> but we're getting one of these pizzas, right? But super popular. Mike's Pizza was sold out, so so I'm, uh, oh, I'm, I'm yeah. waiting for the first taste. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, um, so, Mike, how did you get into uh, pizza? Like, how did, how did that even start? Um, so, I've always loved cooking and baking. Like, it's something I kind of grew up doing as a hobby. And it was always, like, I've had lots of hobbies throughout my life. But that was something that was always, like, constant. And, uh, I don't know, it was probably, like, 10 years ago I started. I was an accountant prior to doing what I do now. And during that time, like, I started, like, just kind of being, I don't know, unsatisfied with that. Um, and so I started thinking you know like oh maybe one day it'd be fun to open a restaurant or like a bakery or something like that and did you cook as a hobby like, i did, did yeah, okay, yeah yeah um mostly just like for myself like my cooking was always like i really like this and i want i i want to be able to eat that right now so yeah. like i'm gonna make it like that, <laughs> that's why um that's kind of why i liked cooking and i also liked i also it was also something i liked sharing with my friends and family too when i could um but just one day I, I, I decided to make pizza just to try it out. And um, it, I, I don't know, there's just something about it that like suited me. And, and, uh, and uh, I just, it just kind of became like, went from like a hobby to kind of an obsession. Um, and I feel like my obsession is kind of cooled a little bit, but it's still something that like, you know, is really, I mean, important to me. And, and, uh, the cool thing I guess one of the things that I love about pizza and probably one of the reasons why I do it is because like it's like everybody loves pizza and it's something that's so easy to share and like it's easy to like you know share a pizza with somebody and everybody has like seems like everybody has like opinions or like specific memories about pizza so it's fun to like kind of tap into that and and to make something that that people already love 
but then try to like give them like a new experience with that if that makes any sense yeah yeah so so it's almost kind of like uh the brand itself has been built the brand of pizza Right. right. So just saying, oh, shit, they have pizza. Not right. knowing anything about their pizza. Right. You kind of got to step up. So, But I want to back up a second. You said that the the, um, the obsession has cooled. Is it because it, it's become uh, a, a business now? That's part of it. And okay. and I I mean, I, I, I guess when I say it's cool, I think it's still there. I think, I think the problem is I've, uh, and Jason was kind of talking about this, is that I think I've let kind of the business run the show instead of like the pizza running the show or instead of like letting my passion run the show I think so it's a it's just a challenge to balance it all and luckily I've I've I just uh have a business partner that I brought on and he's been able to help me a lot in a lot of ways and we've been growing a ton so it's just I think for both of us it's been kind of a roller coaster um yeah you know figuring all this out and and uh um, working on getting our kitchen up and running, so um, I'm really hoping you know that roller coaster settles down a little bit soon, so that we can <laughs> get back to you know the reason why. Well, yeah, get back to the reason why we do it, and um, you know, start making those connections stronger and having yeah. that you know that passion and and integrity shine through a little bit more than it has been recently. Yeah, well, and good, great guys to connect with too. Not just yeah. for being awesome right. humans, but but for experiencing that same thing, right? Right, of where the the success starts to steer the car right. in a way of like, shit, dude. Well, this is why, like, I love doing this, and I'm not going to do this as as much. Right. So great mentors to have in that in that aspect of right. business. Um, how long have you been? Um, how long has Mike's Pizza been been a thing? Uh, Mike's Pizza has been a thing. Uh, gosh, let me see, like two two and a half years now okay um before that i was doing we did i had a buddy um he used to uh he was the original owner of uh proof bread i don't know if you're familiar with them okay, at all i've heard of them they're I've like a that. like a farmer's market uh staple um okay. bakery they're, they're they're really popular That's i good. think especially in the east valley um but uh so my buddy Jared own used to own Proof Bread, and we did um, we threw pizza parties together, mostly mostly in his backyard and other people's backyard. We did you know invite all of our friends and um, just kind of like have these huge pizza dinners. And so before I was doing Mike's Pizza, that's what we were doing together. And okay. Then, um, he ended up moving and um, some other stuff, and I eventually started just kind of doing it on my own, and have since you know hired people and you know brought on a business partner and. Gotcha. And now we're going to be building our uh, our pizzeria soon. So nice. I yeah. cannot wait for that. And became one of the top pizza makers in Arizona. So <laughs> yeah, that's. That, I, I think he's trying to skirt that. that I, a little bit. I still I still like have a hard time taking that in. It's 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 really surreal. Um, and part of it is like you know probably more of a reflection of me and you know kind of like my personal growth and you know. Being able to recognize that in myself, I guess, but yeah, um, but yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's awesome to see from from my perspective at least. Like, you know, people come in, oh man, you make great cider. Well, I'm the only one in Arizona making cider, so I mean, now there's a couple others, but sure, right? <laughs> yeah. This guy's yeah. breaking into an industry that is like saturated, and he's True. being recognized as the top, which is incredible. And yeah, I mean, he's one of the most humble dudes you'll meet. So he's not going to ever say that, but <laughs> yeah. the reality is, yeah. it's pretty special. And well, we, thank you. We're, it's. Uh, I mean, we're so excited to even have the opportunity to have them in a space like this. Well, yeah. and we and we love being here. Um, and you guys have been a great support to us. So, um, 
and and I think we have you know like we have we shared the same values like we want I think our our endeavors are more concentrated on building a community and being able to like create experiences where people connect with each other as opposed to like you know like we want you to come in here and give us all your money yeah um, yeah like that's I don't know I think for for both of our businesses that's so much more important yeah. than than you know bottom line and, and all of that so it's it's but that said like especially over the past uh, I'd say year or so it's been a really big challenge for me trying to uh, walk the line of business owner and like pizza maker I guess yeah. and you know well, the way you do it's a little bit different too, right? And not just because I do want to talk about like the the style and the approach of the pizza, but just even just in the way you make it, right? Because it's not a, we talked about it's not a food truck, it's not a kitchen, right? You've got it's literally a pop up. Like, yeah. so how does that work? So we've just been, we've been operating as a pop up like during I guess our entire time, and we've been kind of uh, um, like prior to being here, we were at Mazona Market, which used to be sweet cakes which is a restaurant that my friend's family um family owns and now they anyway they, they ended up changing it so it's the market now but uh we've just instead of like having like a food truck or or whatever we've found other restaurants to partner with um so that uh it just it it, it was a way for me to kind of like I guess like dip my toe into it. Okay. I'm a very cautious person, <laughs> okay. uh, sometimes to my detriment. Um, <laughs> it was a way for me to like dip my toe into it without having to make, you know, the, the huge investments. Like sure. a lot of people will be like, Oh, why don't you do a food truck and then a restaurant? And, and the thing is like, I think we're spending probably as much money right now getting, getting the restaurant going that we would spend on a food truck. And oh. I've never really wanted a food truck. So it just makes more sense for us to, use this as like a vehicle to you know grow into actually having a physical space and yeah. a place where people can come to and um a place where I, I guess like a destination you know what i mean sure and i don't think a food truck quite provides that um which is you know which is fine but uh anyway so that's kind of and and i, I i've loved the the pop-up um because it, it it's kind of given us an opportunity to be uh, a little more like front and center I guess and, okay. and allows us to like connect with the people who are um, who are coming to buy our pizza and you know kind of create that community and um, it's just it's kind of allowed that value to uh, to shine forth a little bit sometimes too much where they come up too close to yeah, you yeah yeah there's uh, there's there's been some can some, I touch your pizza right Mike? right there's <laughs> my what <laughs> oh, okay yeah yeah sure um i, I mean I, I it's i i hate complaining about this because we have like the best people who come and get our pizza but sometimes like you know those boundary issues and people will almost like kind of walk into our kitchen area and not, not bad and, intention uh, just no, like no, so not excited about yeah, it like, exactly. what is this? yeah and that's awesome and like i and me as someone who loves making pizza like i want to go into like all my favorite pizza makers kitchens and, yeah. and see what they're doing <laughs> yeah. so i totally get it but um, and whenever I go to to a pizzeria, I like to sit where I can see the kitchen and see what's going on and, and yeah. all that stuff. So I totally get it. Yeah. So when we have our <laughs> when we have our um, our pizzeria open, there'll be uh, a few more a few more boundaries so that we can kind of you know have our space, but also allow that connection to still exist because that's still really 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 important to me. Yeah. Well, pizza like watching a pizza being made is is it's really cool to watch. It is right because yeah. like I mean you. 
I, I, I don't want this to sound like a dumb question or dumb statement, but but you make your own dough, you flip your own dough, and because right. that's kind of one of the keys to your great pizza, right? Is I mean, to me, dough. that's the most important thing, and that's where I spend most of my time and attention is on the dough, and that's yeah. like what I get most excited about. Like last week, I went and picked up a few different flours to try out, and I love like mixing them and blending them and trying new things to see how it turns out and see yeah. how they taste. And um, once we get open, um, once we're open, you know five six nights a week we might start um playing around with uh you know sourdough naturally fermented um uh, pizza dough just to kind of give that a try and and see what differences that make we might still stick with what we're doing we do uh we do a really slow um fermentation with just a tiny bit of commercial yeast uh over a period of about 24 hours which is a long time to be proofing any sort of dough um with commercial yeast um, anyway, so we might switch up some of that process when we when we have our our space built out. You have the lab back there, and you can experiment. Yeah, a bit. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Throwing pepperoni on bacon and potato pizzas. <laughs> <That's> right, absolutely. <laughs> Making Jason's pizza for him. Yeah. Just need bigger Jason, pepperonis. Yeah. Jason, yeah. Uh, pepperoni so, the size of the pizza. The pizza. <laughs> yeah, just a log. Just a log. That would actually be kind of good. Rolled up, like you know, like <laughs> that would be good. Yeah, like pepperoni. pigs in a blanket, but it's just a big, big yeah. You can call that the Eric, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so you said before about you wanted to, you wanted to take a different approach with the pizza, and when, so when you craft these things together, um, the, every ingredient is very deliberate, obviously. Um, usually, yeah. I, it's we're, that's something that we're that I'm trying to work on more is kind of being more um, thoughtful about where we get our ingredients from. Like we started, we just started ordering our. For example, like the arugula we use, we started ordering it from Steadfast Farm, which is in Mesa. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, I've I've gotten other local arugula before, but that one's been our favorite so far. It just like has like a just the peppery like mustardy taste is really good, and it has like a kind of like a heartier texture than than other arugulas I've used. So, um, so we love that, and and we're we're hoping to um, use more and more, uh, you know, local. Um, you know, like farmers and ingredients where we can, um, trying different things depending on, you know, what's in season and, and yeah. all of that, like that, I, I feel like that's kind of, uh, I don't want to say it's like a lost art, but it's, it's kind of, I feel like it's just something we don't see enough in our food today, especially, you know, here in the East Valley and Mesa. Um, I feel like the East Valley is a little bit behind as far as like, you know what other cities have been doing with with great food and and all the times i've had really like excellent amazing experiences at pizzerias like that's kind of the style that they've done you know like like pizzeria bianco and then there's a um pizzeria in portland i love called lovely's 50 50 where they use it's 100 percent um local and seasonal and she just kind of gets whatever the farmers bring her and makes like nice. the most amazing pizzas you've ever had so that's kind of what we want to start doing here and and uh just give people you know really good experiences with pizza that they haven't had before with something they're really familiar with but it's like completely new and yeah um so it's kind of what we're aspiring to right now do you think it's changing like do you think that that's changing recently with i mean because uh, like over here steadfast is that that's eric schultz right right yep. yeah eric, what yeah. an awesome dude i did yes he's awesome episode with him and uh chase from from wilderness oh, okay um and just to because he was like a landscape designer or something like that before he was oh, really? a farmer, yeah. yeah. So he wasn't. It's, he wasn't like where I grew up in Ohio. Like 
you were a farmer because your family's farmed right. for six yeah. generations, right? Yeah. Where he was a dude that just took it up and just such a passion for it, you yeah. know? And um, and then you've got uh, Ribo Farms over in, right. was that Santin? Santin, think, yeah. Yeah, so, so I think... Mark th- is awesome. Yeah, oh, right? Yeah. Just like a cool dude always... He came in. I saw him one day. I don't remember where it was. And he had on like a shirt. I'm like, dude, tie-dye. where's the tie-dye? Yeah, he... No, I said, where's the tie-dye? And so he pulls the shirt on. He had, <laughs> he had it underneath. I'm like, yeah, all right, there we go. Uh, but that's cool. So do you feel that that's that it's getting better now? That I mean, yeah. it's it's it's. I think it's getting better both in Phoenix and the East Valley. Um, you know, like we have Worth Takeaway across the street. And yeah. I know they've done a lot to bring higher quality uh food and and dining experiences to mesa and i'm like super happy and grateful about that because i i've grew up here and i love it and and i want that to you know and i feel like it's not a reflect well anyway i just want it to catch on here too yeah Nice. Well, you're doing the right things, man. Thank you. Yeah, we're Absolutely. trying. Yeah. yeah. This is all me saying this without other having this pizza. I feel like a fraud. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I need to get I need to get the pizza. Uh, so we, we gotta talk about it though too. The yeah. Chris Bianca comparison. <laughs> it was I think it was Chris Malloy, Phoenix yeah. New Times uh-huh. wrote that. Yeah. Chris is a great dude. He is. Um He's been very generous with us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he um, it, we were at the wilderness. The wilderness guys invited us out to the to that cool ship. Camp Cool Ship. Oh man, that was it was a wilderness time for sure. Yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. Those guys are great. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I was chatting with Chris. I said, yeah, I, I was telling him about you know coming here uh, today, and I said, yeah, Mike from Mike's Pizza is going to be there. I said, dude, that's crazy. I said, I've never had his pizza, but being compared to Chris Bianco, and he's like, that was me that wrote that. I'm like, no shit. I'm like, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's so funny. How do you, being like a humble dude that you are, how do you? <laughs> What do you, how do you deal with that? Like, um, how do, what, do you, I mean, what are your thoughts? Chris Bianco is one of my heroes. So okay. it's like, and I've had the opportunity to like, you know, like, like meet with and talk with him a couple times. And, and he's been, uh, very like supportive of, you know, what we're doing. And, and he's always like, Oh yeah, if you ever need anything, just give me a call. And which is like the weird, it was like the weirdest thing. Like the first time he told me that, <laughs> yeah. um, so, Chris, I don't have your number. I mean, he's been doing the, he's been doing what he's been doing for, you know, like 30 years or something. And I've only been doing it for like six or seven and, 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 and not at anywhere near the level where he's been doing it. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's hard for me to take in from like a, like, I know what happens like beside behind the scenes of all of this, you know, like, like, I, I don't really know what happens. I don't know. Like, I have an idea of what happens behind the scenes at Pizzeria Bianco, but I know what happens behind the scenes here. And yeah. it's, it's, so it's hard for me to take in on, on that perspective. And, um, but regardless, I, I really appreciate that, you know, comparison and that people, um, I mean, that's kind of like the test of, of pizza in Phoenix is like, oh, is this as good as, not as good as, or better than Pizzeria Bianco? And we've had people say, oh, this is better than than pizzeria bianco and and sometimes i i shrug it off but sometimes i can tell that people you know know what they're saying and really mean it and you know that that really means a lot to me so i i put in a lot like a ton of time and effort like this is the most time and effort i've put into anything so it's um it's rewarding to hear that um even if it's kind of like surreal and and i'm kind of skeptical of it but i try to let people have their own feelings and opinions about it and just be grateful and accept it yeah and say thank you so you're like ah shut up all right keep going right right Right. (laughs) (laughs) well that's awesome man and so um 
what is the what is the timeline look here? Because um, John was telling me there's some some other changes coming as far as um, you guys are trying to do a patio out, out front. He said that could be anywhere from February to 2022, right? <laughs> <laughs> that Hashtag City of Mesa. <laughs> well, so for, let's let's address with what's what, with what's in here. These tables are badass, man. These. Like, I, I skipped my workout this morning. I was like, I'm going to work out. I'm like, ah, I don't have to. So then I was cranking this table up. I'm like, all right, well, that was karma coming back saying you got to work out today. <laughs> yeah. But what, so what are the, what could you describe? I'm going to take a picture and put it in the show notes. But what the hell are these things? Yeah, so we, we upgraded the picnic tables finally. I mean, those were kind of um, um, the cheapest way that we could have people inside. Those were literally $70 tables yeah. from Lowe's. <laughs> and, you know, people have loved them over the time. And, and it, they, they serve their purpose tenfold, probably. Um, but we have uh, one of our patrons um, owns Potato Barn. And we've, we've struck up a really good relationship with them. And we have an employee that worked with them for a long time. And um, and it, they came in and kind of had a, had a vision for um, helping the space and upgrading to kind of be elevated like our ciders were, but have that experience for people. And so we let them come in. We change up the tables. We're going to start uh, building out a new uh, kind of tap wall, just creating a better experience. And, and all this will be kind of unveiled for the most part once once Mike fully moves in and yeah. it'll be the full thing. So when you were saying elevated like your ciders, you literally meant that because you can crank these things you can and you crank can raise them, them up, right? It's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. I love it, man. These things, they're, they're beautiful too. Like the way they look are, is awesome. But then that functionality of, because sometimes you want to you wanna stand, right? Right. Like you want to just... You don't want to be that weirdo with his, you know, crotch level at the table. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So, yeah, you're able to. The functionality is super important. Yeah. You know? I love it. But you still got the picnic tables because those are going to probably go out in the patio. They're going to go on the patio. Yeah. Nice, man. Got them nice. stacked up and back. They don't look like $70 tables, I'll tell you that. Those are at least $95 tables right there with that work you well, put Well, military into. discount, so they're cheaper. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So we don't know a time frame, but everybody, if you're listening to this, just follow these guys if you're not already. Um, you'll keep up to date. And it doesn't matter before the update, after the update, whatever. Come in, try this cider, get a Mike's Pizza. Mike, and how, when are you here at this point? So we're here um, Thursday through Saturday right now. Uh, Thursday, it's 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. Friday and Saturday, it's uh, 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. Um, we might start going a little bit later on Saturdays because the crowd seems to go a little bit later. <laughs> yeah. um, and sometimes we'll sell out before we close. We're trying to not have that happen just because I'd rather sell you a pizza than run out of them. Okay. But uh, as is, we, we are still kind of, um, you know, as, as a pop-up, we don't have the full capacity to always meet our demand. So sure. we do run out sometimes. Gotcha. And what about you guys? You guys have just switched up your hours back to, to non um, spring training, spring training yeah. hours. Yeah, yep. yeah. So we changed them. To, uh, we didn't fully go back to where we were, just based off of like kind of some of the response uh, from our spring training hours. But we're Monday through Wednesday, three to ten. Okay. Thursday, three to twelve, and then Friday, Saturday, um, eleven to midnight. Nice. Okay. And Sunday, <clears throat> which has really been cool to see, like the growth of Sunday. Oh, nice. uh, we're 10 to 6, and we have a food truck that comes for Sunday brunch, 
um, live music now every Sunday. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, it's been cool to see that day turn into something because when we started, it was Sunday should be a great day sure. for people just to come enjoy a little bit more of a relaxed environment because Fridays and Saturdays here can be chaos. Sure. Um, <laughs> and so a, di- a little, little bit different environment, um, but in a city where Sunday has essentially been ghost town, yeah. it's been really cool to see like the growth and the guys at Oro, they're open on Sunday about the same hours as nice. us. Okay. Um, Worth stays open a little bit later than they did. So it's really started to kind of elevate what's going on. Yeah. Um, well, that's kind of a goal of everybody down here too. Like when totally. I talked to Chuck at Oro, like he's, they're all about that. They're all about like revitalizing this, this downtown area. And mm-hmm. um, I didn't know this, but I, I think I was talking to Noel uh, from 12 West and he said there was, there was a guy who was on Mesa City Council who had like this vision of kind of creating this into kind of like a, let's say Nashville type of thing, right? And the guy unfortunately passed away, but everybody's like behind like, hey, let's make this vision come to life. Yeah, yeah. right on. Uh, his name was Kent Lyons and probably uh, had one of the deepest visions for what downtown Mesa um, should be. I think the, the way the story was told to us is that, you know, he had all these big things going on. He was involved with a lot of uh, just... I mean, huge projects, huge money-making projects, and was driving down Country Club one day, and and just had this like vision of like where he grew up and and what was currently going going on down here. I mean, we we were just talking the other day that the our one mile radius demographic has an an, um, an annual income of just over twenty five thousand dollars. So it's very it's a it's a hard area. There's a lot of impoverished people. There's there's a lot to be, um, there's a lot of help that can go on down here. And, um, he came as he was driving, just kind of started dreaming up all these different ideas. And, and, uh, I think one of the craziest things is that he was telling us like he didn't have very much money, you know, to, to even start chipping away at this. And, um, he knew the only way that he could make change was that, uh, he somehow got control of some of the buildings so this dude comes down and starts p- putting buildings in escrow without any money. And after he got like a dozen buildings in escrow, he went and found money. And um, and just like basically as soon as he had the ability to, started pushing as hard as he could to make a change down here. And yeah. unfortunately passed away. And um, But I think that that um, that spirit continues. And uh, we, we became really good friends with him because I think we... Uh, we're at the forefront of trying to push what that community was and, and loving your surroundings. And I mean, it's incredibly hard, right? Like we don't, we don't have any, um, like walk by, uh, uh, customers. Like it's not, it's not something that happens here. So it can get discouraging, you know, and when you actually start to see and you can start to make some of the, the change around here, um, you start to realize how incredibly important it is to, and, you know, that even goes back to um, the whole intent of why this place was started and, and to help other people and, and how you can kind of lose a little bit of that vision just through the business and the importance of, of reeling it back in and, and kind of honing back in on what you're doing. And so there's a lot of awesome things happening in downtown Mesa this year, and we think that's going to spark off a lot more um, just special and 
important concepts down here. Yeah. Nice, man. <clears throat> I might have to, uh, I have to get a, uh, a helicopter so I can come down here more often. Right? <laughs> yeah. They should, you know what? They should extend tap the light rail. Headquarters. Tap that headquarters. Yeah, there you go. We could have like a tap that like uh, like uh, light rail exit where it just kind of goes under the ground, like under Happy Valley Road up to my place. Yeah, I'd be good with that. Uh, but no, you guys are doing awesome things. Love you guys. Love what you're doing. Mike, I'm excited for you to be part of this. Thank you. Um, and this is, yeah, great stuff. And one more shout out to uh, Crooked Tooth, yeah. to Ben and Jolie. This is the budding moon. I've had this one. Imperial Saison. That's amazing. That's a fantastic that beer. Wow. Yeah, they were both really good. That that hazy IPA was, um, I don't know if it was a rosemary in it or something, but it gave it a taste that's not normal yeah. with the hazy IPA in a good yeah, way. Yeah, I got the rosemary for sure. Yeah, yeah. So Ben and Joey, <clears throat> keep being awesome people down in keep Tucson. Being and awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, thanks so much. Thanks, dude. Keep up the awesome work. Thank you. Thanks, yeah. brother. Chances are you're you're already familiar with cider core and and hopefully if you've been out there you've had the ch- had the chance to have some of Mike's pizza but if you have not do yourself a favor make a trip out to Mesa you will not be disappointed get out there and support these people they're doing delicious stuff and good stuff for the community also thank you for listening to the show thanks for supporting us and we're just a, a simple call to action to everyone out there just help us spread the word let's uh let's let's create a team of brand ambassadors to show the world what team tap that is all about this can be telling a friend about the show submitting a review to itunes and sharing your favorite episodes on social media you know the the itunes reviews ratings those things really help other people find the show obviously sharing is caring like we've all been taught get out there give us give us a like give us a shout out and we'll keep doing everything we can to support and highlight the great things that are happening here in arizona cheers everyone and like eric says stay awesome